Welcome to the Next Chapter Podcast. Whether you were going from high school to college, from college to the real world, from nine to five to entrepreneur, or literally anything in between, we are here to help you turn the page from dreams to reality. Welcome back, everybody, to the Next Chapter Podcast, where we help turn the page from dreams to reality. Again, we're back in Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules of Life, and we're going to be looking at chapter number eight, Tell the Truth or At Least Don't Lie. To switch up, Eric, give us the synopsis of what happened in this chapter. Tell the truth and don't lie. <laughs> deep. He not wrong. I mean, look, we don't really go too deep on the synopsis. He just talks about, well, first he talks about the reasons of why it's important to not lie. Then he goes into the reasons of talking about why it's important to tell the truth. Gives a whole bunch of biblical references about kind of inherently why we do it and really tells people to look inward on themselves to do what's right because it'll lead to a better, almost utopian world. It if, def- yeah, it definitely highlights how, how common it is for a lot of people to just make little white lies about everything that are so seemingly not harmful, but then it just spirals into this giant snowball mm-hmm. where you have to remember the lies that you told just to keep up what you said in the past was true. And I think it's very relevant. Like, I know I do it more often than I should. Little white lies about this or that just to like to make it easier. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys do the same, but I'm sure it's more common than we than we notice. Yeah, and like it's when you say one lie, you have to like make another lie to justify it and like create a whole different story. Like I remember watching a show, like a crime show a long time ago. Is like the best way to see if someone lies is to act, ask them to tell you the sequence of events from the end to the start, not from start to end. Because then they'll just, if they're lying, they'll be like, uh, I have no idea because they can't mm-hmm. make it up along the way. Um, but like on the contrary, like start to finish, if I told you guys like, oh, I'm going to go to the grocery store and get, like, healthy food, but I went to McDonald's instead. Now i got to make a lie that I didn't go to McDonald's, that I didn't eat the meal, and just, like, all this stuff piles on together, and, like, you keep living in a lie just to hide, like, one truth that you're not telling. You know, you just described exactly, like, the biggest thing that I saw in there. He says, sometimes I was using words for appearance, like you said with the McDonald's. Sometimes I was trying to disguise my own true ignorance of the topic at hand. Sometimes I was using the words of others to avoid the responsibility for thinking for myself. Mm-hmm. I think that pretty much encapsulates all the reasons why we tell these little white lies. And it's kind of our, when we don't know what to say or when we want to protect ourselves and our image, why we kind of resort to these things. Yeah. And you just like, a lot of the times when you're lying, you're just hiding from the truth. And there's a recurring theme in the last few rules about, he's just saying, Life is hard, things are difficult, and when that happens, a lot of people end up lying to themselves about the circumstances they've been handed, and they'll lie about what they're currently doing to try to make things better, Um, because it gives you some sort of security. If you lie to yourself, you're like, oh, I can try to believe that, but then once you start to tell yourself or other people lies all the time, and then like psychologically, I feel like subconsciously or something, you start to believe those lies, and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you're living a lie and it's hard to break that cycle because now your mind is like, I can get away with this. I can continue to lie. I can stretch it a little bit further, 
but now there's just there's never truth in your life yeah definitely do you guys think that you like do it unconsciously because i think i do it unconsciously just to go with the flow of things to make it easier just like to avoid confrontation or to avoid avoid like any arguments or to seem smarter I think it causes arguments more than anything sometimes. You think so? I think it avoids arguments. In the long arguments. run. In the long yeah, run. I, long I think run. it causes more arguments. But yeah, I think specifically I do it most when um, I'm talking about a subject. And like he said, just to show I'm not ignorant about mm-hmm. something. Like that's just the biggest thing where I can, I maybe know like the moral of a story. But I'm just using a lot of fillers that I don't know for sure just to try to maybe bolster a point mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, I would say I used to be that way. And now I think my problem is like over-exaggerating some things. So I could say like to you guys, if I'm like supposed to be working all day and I work for like an hour, but I'm like, oh. I was <laughs> that's my- Ricky, bro. That's, <laughs> that's Ricky. <laughs> I was at my desk for six hours today. Like, oh, I'm so exhausted. I did so much. But like you're just trying to boost yourself up for the appearance of others or just telling yourself like I was working hard when you really weren't or it could be like something in the gym like if you are going for like a certain weight or if you're a runner and you want a certain time and you tell people like your mile time was 820 but you're like yeah I broke eight minutes today it's close it's 20 seconds it's close enough Mm -hmm. so it's like the image you want to put out to other people but you're you're lying to them and you're lying to yourself with like a little over exaggeration and it just kind of faults like the progress you're actually making Mm -hmm. and it shows you that like because maybe in that situation you run an 820 mile you tell everyone it was a 759 maybe subconsciously now you think i'm not capable of shedding those 21 seconds because i can't even trust myself to tell someone that Mm. i didn't get it you know yeah and then going like along with that it's hard for you to trust yourself because now you're unsatisfied with where your progress is at as Mm -hmm. you were saying and he says in a book for what it shall profit a man if he gain the world and forfeit his soul. Mm-hmm. So if he he gets everything that he wants or he says he has everything he has, but he doesn't, he, he's not telling the truth mm-hmm. and he knows he's living a lie. Yeah. But he yeah. has to keep lying to himself. Yep. And, and it's just, something we do too commonly. Yeah, it's a recurring cycle. It's a dangerous place to be. And I think the worst thing is when people start to pick up on it. If you're caught in a lie, because then it's hard to rebuild that trust. Right. Um, this could be something where someone like has evidence against you lying, or maybe it's something where I say something to you and it just sounds like complete BS. Like kitchens behind us. If I say like, Oh, I, I'm trying to open this jar. I'm looking for a can opener for like two hours. It's nowhere in the kitchen. And then you go find it in 30 seconds. Like, you know, it's a lie. You can't look for something <laughs> for two hours and not find it in like 10 drawers, you know? So yeah. then you would look at me differently. Even something as minor as that, you're like, he definitely didn't do that for two hours. So like, why why is he lying about that and even if you're just like oh whatever it's my friend like who cares i feel like subconsciously you're always going to be like taking everything with a grain of salt like maybe he's lying about this too or maybe he's over exaggerating that like and it could just eat away at the relationship and cause some distrust unless someone can prove that trust otherwise yeah so i think in our lives we also know people who do take that to the extreme people who we are what, what, what's the term like sociopathic Patho- pathological oh, yeah, pathological liars 
people who we call pathological liars and you know everything that they say you're like yeah that's cat mm-hmm. like you not telling the truth i know you lying about that i know we can all think of the same person in our head right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, know. I know we all think of it. but um we we all have those people in our lives where we're like we know you're lying whatever comes out of your mouth yeah. like it's just so far from the truth do you think that maybe other people are just better at lying than those people or they're just so ingrained in that process of telling lies all the time that it's just forming their reality. Yeah, I think people like that, it's how they socially interact and it's just what they do. And to an extent, like it makes them more socially favorable by telling something that's exaggerated because if not, it'd be more so boring. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like even thinking back to a person, it was like, like the dumbest things like i can't even think of an example but it was like it, if i was playing baseball you'd be like man i i got i hit this one so far now nah, you struck out three times <laughs> <laughs> like um it, like just like super small things but it was every time it was a speak it was like kind of intriguing to hear what he has to say but it was something you can never believe was real so yeah. I think it's like socially favorable. Makes sense. I think it comes to like your confidence in your lie. Yeah, that, like yeah. how how you carry yourself. Because like if I say to you, like, or if I say to myself and others, like I'm a millionaire. If I say it enough times, I'm going to believe it, whether it's true or not. I'm going to believe it just by repetition. So if you constantly tell yourself or other people lies and you start to be confident, like I walk in the room, and be like I can bench press 400 pounds. At first you might be like whatever, but if I just keep saying it, I just like walk in. Like he says, standing tall with shoulders back. Like mm-hmm. if I show myself and carry myself confidently, you might be like, oh, like maybe he does because I'm just believing that lie so much. I have so much confidence in it. Whereas some people, if they tell a lie, you might just know right off the bat because they're not confident or they might not have all the details and you're just like, yeah, like you're, you're full of shit. But if someone can carry themselves well, like that's where it gets dangerous because people would actually believe it. That's like me when um, you said, you said like who let him cook or whatever, Ooh, whenever me. I said, I'm going to go, uh, I'm just going to go run a marathon right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have full confidence. I can do it. I just didn't want to do it that <laughs> night. Yeah, That was crazy. One, whenever we do, whenever we were doing the David Goggins challenge, the four by four by 48, me and Eric had failed. And Eric was like, you know what? I'm not tired yet. It was midnight. He's like, I'm going to go run a marathon. He was fully serious too. And I was like, dude, calm down. No, you're not. And he's like, all right, I'll be back in a couple hours. I hear the door open like 20 minutes later. It was like 50. Okay, like 50 minutes later, he did like two miles and he was like, I'm back. Yeah, I couldn't even run two miles because I was in so much pain. Yeah, but I don't know if it's like overconfidence, but even the people who are overconfident, I feel like you could still know that they're lying. Yeah. Is it just because of that? They, well, that... they could be overconfident themselves, but not the lie. Mm, like, okay. I could be super confident as a person in this category, but if I say to you, like, I'm a great artist, like, I can't come across confident in that because I'm terrible at art. So okay. I think, like, it, it's just different types of confidence. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I think we t- did pretty good on touching on the part of at least don't lie. Now, how would our lives change... And even the people around us, how we're perceived, if we told the truth all the time. What's the importance of telling the truth? My biggest takeaway is telling people how you really feel. Mm -hmm. And he brings up the story about his landlord always coming to his house and he was Mm -hmm. an alcoholic. And 
he would try to sell Jordan his like microwave and toaster (laughs) (laughs) for like a few bucks so he could go buy alcohol and continue his addiction. And he would feed into it. And then his wife or girlfriend, whatever it was at the time, was like, you got to stop with that. Like, you you just can't continue to feed into him. So he told him one day, like, no. And I think that's very important because oftentimes, like, I think about it like events. You get invited to an event. You really don't want to go. You make an excuse. Like, oh, thank you so much for the invite. But I really can't because of this reason. I would love to come the next time. Now that person expects you to come the next time because Mm -hmm. they think you actually are interested it might hurt the person for a few minutes, but I think it's more beneficial to just say, hey, I'm not really interested because of this. Just shoot you straight and like that's it. Like we could still be friends, we could still do other things, but like this is not in my arena right now. I think that's more beneficial. It's hard to do, but that was my biggest takeaway because like people often like beat around the bush, don't tell the truth about how they feel and you know, it just prolongs the truth from coming out. Yeah, I what I was gonna say was gonna I, I was gonna say the ability to say no when like you want to say yeah. no, and or yes when you want to say yes to something, but mainly no, because I'm that person that beats around the bush. You'll text me like, "Hey, let's go out to eat." Oh, word, we there? <laughs> what time? It rolls around like an hour before. I'm like, I don't want to go. I didn't want to go in the first place. Yeah. Why did I say yes? I always do this to myself. Then I'm like. I got to come up with some lame excuse because I don't want to be like, yo, I just don't want to go. Mm-hmm. So then I have to come up with a lame excuse like, hey, um, my dog died. <laughs> or like, my cat got stuck in the oven again. Like, I, I got to take a rain check, buddy. But like, I always have to say something so so dumb and it makes my life more problematic in the future because mm-hmm. I didn't have the courage to say no at first. I think... It would develop more confidence too if you were to always tell the truth it would make the initial part of your life harder to confront the truth because that's definitely the harder path to take but in the long run it would make it so much better and people would respect your decisions a lot mm-hmm. more yeah and no is a complete sentence in my opinion like i think people get so hung up on this because they feel like they have to say no, because this and make an excuse. Mm-hmm. You could just say no to someone. Mm-hmm. Like some people might ask why, just be like, no. Like that's all you need. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they just want to formulate this whole story and why they can't do something. But no is really like if someone if you say yes to someone, they don't be like, oh, why'd you say yes? They're just like, okay, cool. <laughs> it could be the same way, just the opposite. Yeah, and I you've definitely gotten you're good at that. I'm not good at that. Like, I stopped asking you why. When you say no to something, I stopped asking you why. <laughs> because, like, every time we're like, all right, we're going to go golfing. Matt, you want to come? No? All right, cool. If, yeah. if something changes, just let me know. Yeah. We're going at this time. Like, I stopped asking why because, first of all, you shouldn't have to explain yourself. And I know your mind's not going to change. <laughs> like, I know it's not going to change. So, you're really good at that. And it's something I have to get better at. But no does not require an explanation. Mm-hmm. And the thing with that is, like, we can still be friends. Like, we golf sometimes, but, yeah. like, just because I don't golf with you every single time you go doesn't yeah. mean, like, we can't be friends. Yeah, I'll still you know? ask you to golf every single yeah. time we go, but I ain't going to be like, yo, bro, come on. You mm-hmm. have to go golfing right now. Yeah. I'm, Eric will, though. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, Eric, Eric will say that to Matt. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just – so you don't waste – what I'm saying is you – you eliminate wasting time, mental capacity mm-hmm. on these things. Um, and then you're also able to really find out 
it seems like who's like really true to you. Yeah. And if you can be honest with someone or if you're scared to be honest with someone, that should be like one of the signs where it's like, all right, maybe I'm not really that close with them. Mm-hmm. Or I don't feel super comfortable. Um, and then if they give you a completely different, um, like an answer, they hound you for saying no, then maybe they're, that's not someone you want to be around in the first place. Mm-hmm. But I also think some people appreciate the truth. Yeah. For sure. Like, let's just say someone had something in their teeth and I'm like, mm, no, nah, I'm too scared to tell you you have something in your teeth. Right. But like, of course, everyone would appreciate it. Be like, oh, I look I, I look weird for right now. Like, take that quick second of embarrassment for feeling yeah. good for the rest of the night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, I like, agree. or like, say your outfit's busted. <laughs> like, if, you're, if your outfit is straight trash, like, yeah, like sometimes you just got to let them know. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, something else he mentions in the chapter is talking about how being silent is lying to an extent like if you're unhappy with something you have something on your mind and you want to voice your opinion that is in theory not telling the truth by holding back Mm -hmm. i think that's another important thing that most people don't grasp or take action on um like at work if you're having a meeting and they're going over new things to do and you have all these ideas but you're afraid to say something or you don't know you're not confident whatever it is that in itself is a lie because you're not telling your full opinion. So that could get you into some muddy water as well because you might think something and a little, a little bit later it backfires and you're like, oh, I knew it the whole time. Well, you never said anything. Exactly. So um, I think it's always good to not only not lie, but also speak up when you actually should be. Mm-hmm. Verbalize how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And people always say live your truth. Like if you're feeling some type of way, especially so strongly about it, Chances are maybe someone else feels some type of way that is similar to you. Mm-hmm. In the book, he did mention if they were in a meeting and something's going on in the meeting and they have some different idea than what's being presented. Chances are someone in that same meeting has the same idea as you, but they're just too scared to vocalize yep. it. Mm-hmm. And then you could have so many people supporting you and then it could definitely change directions for the better. Yeah. But who never knows? Or the, or the worse. Um, but a lot of times we just keep our mouth shut because it's easier to follow the norm of what's happening instead of going against the grain and going against the grain is going to be harder in any sense what you do but whatever it is it seems like going against the grain is the the path of most resistance and that's always the right path for you to take so Mm -hmm. live your truth yeah and i think once you go down that path you get the most support because mm-hmm. people will latch on to your opinion. You, For sure. you might only have half the population that agrees with you, but they're going to be fully bought in. Exactly. So an example, like someone that works an average job, they mask up with COVID. They, you know, put a black square on their Instagram profile. Like they're not getting the support because that's just average. They're falling into line with what society tells them to do uh-huh. at the time. But someone who stands up, like what comes to mind is Andy Frisella. He does a podcast. It's one of the top podcasts in the world because he just tells the truth the entire time. He tells mm-hmm. his opinion and people love it and they will support him to the day he dies because he's just real about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas most people would be like, oh, I never want to stand up for this current event or something like that. Well, if you do, you're going to get that group to support you so much more. And that's more important than having a million people just kind of like you. Mm-hmm. I saw this one thing. It was like, what would you rather have a million people who like half support you and maybe we'll show up if you do something or a thousand people who you know if you drop merch they're gonna buy Mm -hmm. it every time if you sell tickets they're gonna come to your show 
you'd want the people who are going to fully support you no matter what you do. And when you become not necessarily opinionated, but kind of opinionated, you become real to a sense and it allows you to connect more to people. And I know when we started this podcast, we said one thing that we have to do is we're not, we can't be scared to voice how we feel about things Mm -hmm. because we want to be real because people who you can see through fakeness of people. And I think the people who try to appease both sides of any, of any sense, it's, it's fake because you, you feel one way and you're just not voicing it. You're just trying to take the easy route out and half appease everyone. Yep. But if you if you go hard on what you believe and really stand up for what you believe and tell your truth, you're gonna have people that support you all the way. Mm, facts. And if you half believe something, if you, if you're standing up for both sides, you're gonna get hate from both sides. Mm-hmm. Right. Facts. And, and true. but if you stand up for something and you truly do believe it, you won't even care about the hate. But you'll at least only get hate from one side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll have a whole another side of warriors fighting for you. Yeah, you'll have so much more love to yeah. combat. Like I think David Goggins too. Like he's crazy. He like people hate him, mm-hmm. but he has so much support for the people that he speaks to that it's like that's all you need mm-hmm. you have that community or andrew tate or yeah that's a really good example yeah andrew tate has people that love him and like i die for andrew tate i love mm-hmm. andrew tate and then you have people the blue hair people who are like <laughs> oh i hate andrew tate he's he's so mean yeah. he's, he's a misogynist what's yeah. a misogynist uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know twitter told me about it <laughs> i don't know i just heard he was <laughs> yeah it also gets on the on the topic of a group mentality. I think with Andrew Tate and also with Donald Trump as well, it became cool at one point to hate the other person. Uh-huh. So for context, me and Eric are Mexican. Our mother was born in Mexico. I remember during the election back in 2020 when Joe Biden and Trump were running, were running against each other, my mom said, I hate Donald Trump. I want Joe Biden to win. And my brother also fully Mexican, he goes, why? What did Donald Trump do? Mm-hmm. And she goes, he's racist. And then he, she was like, what has he done that's racist? Mm-hmm. And it, like, she couldn't think of anything. It's almost that group effect of whenever something becomes so polarized, you have an event that will take it to the extreme and you only hear one side and you run with that evidence. Mm-hmm. But you don't necessarily have any of your own claims to back up a fact. Yeah. And I think that's... A, a lot of the times what happens with a lot of people who don't live their truth and don't really abide by their values is they just follow what everyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. And that's a form of a lie in itself by not seeking out more information. You just hear an opinion, you latch onto it without gathering information, like looking at both sides. Like another great example is with um, Joe Biden, I guess you could say Barack Obama too try to so, show so much support for the African-American community. And they get all these votes because they're like, yeah, we're going to make your life so much better. And people will take that to their grave. They're going to be, I support Joe Biden because I'm black and he's going to make my life better. What they don't know now, most people don't know or they don't care to even research, is that they're taking undocumented immigrants into inner cities like Chicago and taking over the black community and pushing them out for people that aren't even tax-paying citizens in our country. That's a problem. Like mm-hmm. these are people's lives that are now impacted. These are people that voted for these political officers. You're lying to yourself by not constantly educating yourself on the pros and cons of either side and just latching onto a group bias of an opinion that you once saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go, going back to the point about my mother, um, 
she's very smart and she she did her own research after the fact and um she she was like oh okay maybe this isn't so bad like Mm -hmm. maybe it isn't as bad as i once had thought because the misconceptions are very strong around any polarized argument that involves two sides of being divided i think the biggest thing that we can see here is with telling your truth you can be opinionated so you should not be scared to say what you think um even like in a meeting what you think is the best course of action you shouldn't be afraid to express your feelings you shouldn't be afraid to say no you should really have a spine and stand up for yourself because I think that's where he comes in and says like that's where utopia will be mm-hmm. if everyone is living their truth. So yep. we don't have these weasels lying. Yeah, exactly. Weasels. I like it. What I was trying to get out was what you were saying was don't be scared to seek new information and find out new information so you can formulate your own opinions and live your own truth instead of living someone else's life. That's what I was trying to get at. But my mind blanked because... You talk too much. Because I talk too much. Well, everybody, that's going to be it for this episode. Remember, live in your truth, express your values, and tell the truth, or at least don't lie. We'll see you on the next one. Peace out, guys.